0: Well, we have been in a series called The Mind of Christ, and we're going to continue on that. Let's look at Ephesians 4, verse 20. Everything okay? Okay. Ephesians 4, 20 says, But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard Him, and have been taught by Him, as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness verse 23 says be renewed in the spirit of your mind In that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. In verse 23 in the NIV, it says to be made new in the attitude of your minds. To be made new in the attitude of your minds. In the Living Bible, it says now your attitudes and thoughts must all be constantly changing for the better. So talking about our minds being renewed, our minds being aligned with what God has said. First Peter 4, verse 1 says, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself, or arm yourselves also with the same mind. Arm yourselves also with the same mind. And like we said, so In context, this is talking about something specific about what you put your mind on, but this is a general concept. We are to arm ourselves with the same mind that Christ has. In the NIV, it says, arm yourself with the same attitude. In the CEB, it says, you should also arm yourself with His way of thinking. Whose way? Jesus' way of thinking. Would you think that would be the right way? If you're thinking like Jesus, you're on the right track. What other way is there? Well, I disagree with Jesus on a few points. Well, somebody's wrong, and it's not him. You know, what what part would you say? I have a different philosophy here. Uh, You know, Jesus thinks this, but it's a wrong way to start out a sentence. Whatever coming afterwards, not worth listening to. No, we need to think like he thinks. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, we have the mind of Christ. We think like Him. We have the mind of Christ. Now this is a, it doesn't happen overnight, it's a process, but the Bible says we have it, so we say, yes, I think like He thinks. Now in your heart, you've been made new. You need to renew your natural thinking, though to line up, like like Ephesians said, with the truths that are, in reality, that are true. But we need to reprogram what's been introduced into our mind with what is true. What is truth. Romans uh, 12, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to this world. What does conform mean? You, you start to act just like the world. You start to act and think think like they do. Talking about people that don't know God. The world's, and just the world's system. You know, that's, that's in the world, people. We, we got to deal with some of the things in the earth. But there's ways of doing things that are not necessarily lining up with the Bible. And we got to be careful of that. Just because everybody else is doing something doesn't mean it's right. Often it's wrong. The Bible says narrows the way. Not wide. It says wide, wide way is going somewhere else. Destruction. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So be changed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you're transformed, we said, by the renewing of your mind. We've covered a number of aspects of this, and the messages are available on our website, on our podcast. You can go back and watch them, listen to them. But we've covered different aspects of this, about renewing our mind, changing our mind. We're going to be changed by how we think. By our attitude, how we look at things. Whatever you do in life, it's going to be informed by how you're thinking about it. Whatever a situation you come upon, how you perceive reality is going to determine how you react and how you act going forward. Well, how do you think about it? You could look at it a certain way, come up, you you react one way. You could think something's a huge deal and it causes stress and anxiety and on the other hand, you can look at the exact same situation and think this isn't a big deal, and you, you experience actually different emotions. You, you make different decisions. You don't make good decisions when you're stressed, when your mind's not clear. So how we think has everything to do with where we're headed. Now, this is a process. This doesn't happen overnight. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, verse 10. 1 Corinthians 13, 10 says, But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Verse 12 For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also or also am known. There is going to come a time, not on this earth, not in this life, when we see clearly. We're not going to know everything, we're not going to be God, but we're going to see. We're going to know what we need to know, and we're going to see more clearly than. We ever do on this earth? The Bible says we know in part. We we see as in a mirror dimly. That's the word. That's not. You can you can try to say something else. You 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 can say I believe the eyes of my understanding are being lightened. I'm seeing more clearly. But the fact is, you don't see perfectly. I don't see perfectly. That's just truth. Somebody says, "Well, I have it all together." You're wrong. I know my doctrine is 100% perfect. You're wrong. You don't understand everything perfectly as God understands. And so what is that? That's your understanding. That's thinking. How how do you get that more in line with the Word of God? It's going to take a reprogramming. And that's that's a process. When, When you leave this earth, When, when you go on, when you've lived out your life on, on the earth, or, you know, we live to see the, the rapture, um, your, your mind is still not going to be 100% renewed. Now, I say this, not, not some people go, no, I, 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 I have, I, I'm not, that's not my confession. It doesn't matter if it's your confession or not, the word says you don't see everything perfectly. This is Paul speaking. He knew some stuff. You're reading his words through the Holy Spirit all the time. You know, he's he 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 put all these things down by the unction of the Holy Spirit. We need to understand that where we're going and how we're renewing our mind doesn't happen overnight. We need to know that because you can get it, you can get excited about the word and about the truth you're seeing but you need to walk it through and integrate it sensibly and understand your life is not going to be 100% changed by tomorrow if you don't understand that you're going to be disappointed You walk in the light of of God's word and you trust and act on what God has said. But if, if you get a hold of one bit of truth and think, now I'm changing everything, that could lead to other problems. You guys okay? Look at Philippians 4 verse 8. Philippians 4 verse 8. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Think about these things. In the NLT, it says, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. This is talking about what what type of thoughts are going through our mind. What's actually going through? What is supposed to be going through are things that pass this test. Look at it in the Amplified. It says, finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things, center your mind on them and implant them. In your heart. So giving us a a picture. These are the things we ought to be thinking about. Things that follow or or, uh, pass this criteria. Which means that we're going to be in line with the word of God. This is saying think according to the word. And any thoughts that come through, they should be... All these things. If you go back to Philippians 4, 8 and the New King James, it says things that are true, things that are noble, things that are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, things are of good report. If there are any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. So we filter our thoughts to be more and more like these thoughts. More and more lined up with what God's word actually says. Anything that doesn't line up, we we cut that out. We drop it from our minds. We don't allow it to have space. And then we're adding the thoughts that line up. There may be places in a certain area we're thinking it doesn't line up with this. It doesn't line up with the word of God. So we need to change that to line up with the word of God and drop the thing, the thinking, that doesn't pass this filter. Doesn't pass this, uh, these criteria. So more and more, replacing bad thoughts with the right thoughts. So over time, the bad thoughts start to diminish. When we say wrong, bad thought, wrong thoughts, we're not just talking about a sinful thought. We're saying, you know, you, you, do, you think out of line with the Word of God in this area that that starts to d- diminish and the more and more the thoughts start to line up with the Word of God. You can imagine it like this. Imagine there's a chart and every, uh, you know, like a, a, a line graph. And every area or every, every line represents some area in your life, some area of understanding. If you were to look at your pattern of thinking and you see all these bars they could be, let's say they were green if they were in line with the Word of God. And let's say if they're completely out of sync with the Word of God, they're red. And then in between, you got, it it gradually changes. It goes to red, to orange, to yellow, kind of to greenish yellow, to green. And if you were to look at the spectrum of understanding in your mind right now, it looks like some variant of that. It could, some portions are, could be more green, some portions could be kind of yellow, some per- portions may be completely red. And over time, what we want to happen is, though, er, things start, the red start goes away, and more and more you're seeing the red you know, change to orange, yellow, and green, the, ultimately you want to see green mm-hmm. in different areas. And that Is called renewing your mind. So there's a thought, and you realize you can have right thinking in one area and wrong thinking in another area. Do you realize you can be right on with the Bible in one area and be in faith and completely be out of sync with the Bible in another area and have no faith? See, some people think, I have faith in God, therefore I have faith across the board? That's not true. You could have, some people say, I have strong faith. And what they mean is, I believe God exists. You couldn't shake me off that. I believe God exists. Okay, that's, that is one area. Because there's people that don't believe that. They don't believe God exists. They're, they're not, they, they think we're just here. But you know, somebody could say, I believe, God. I believe in God. Okay, that's one area. I have strong faith. Okay. Do you believe he's a good God all the time? Some people go, what do you mean by that? See, now there's, okay, where are they? You know, maybe some yellow flashes, some red, orange, you know. Do you believe uh, he wants you healthy all the time? Well, you know, okay, so there's different parts. What are you talking about? Do you believe he wants you to prosper in every way. See, some people give that back. They say, they, they mock it. They act like, oh, it's a prosperity gospel. So God's not into people doing well. He's against covetousness, yes. He's against you going after money, yes. But if, to, to believe that God doesn't want you to do well is so many times hypocrisy. The same people that'll say that go right out and get, try to get the best job they know how to get. Get the most pay, and then in church they'll be like, well, we don't know. God, that's nonsense. Here's, the, here's all you need to know. What would you do for somebody that you cared about and loved? You want them to do well, or you like it when they're in the gutter? Well, it's different with God. How is it different? That's hypocritical. I'm sorry. That's absolutely nonsense. If you love somebody and you want them to do well, now, would you want somebody you love to follow money at the expense of their family and their health? No, you'd be like, you're dumb. No, don't do that. And that's exactly the way God is. God, He don't want anything that's going to hurt you. He wants the best for you. But some people have understanding that, I mean, as far as you bring up something like that and it's red. According to the word... You know, as far as if you're looking at the bar, they'll believe so much as that God will take stuff from you to teach you something. So now there's some blocks there. There, There's some some things that are out of sync. God wants you to have a a godly marriage, godly family. Well, what does that look like? There's different ideas, you know, uh, according to the word that aren't popular today. You know, about raising children and training children. You know, Shelley sent out some emails a few, few weeks ago on spanking. Spanking's not a popular topic. People say, oh, that's abuse. Now, you're crazy. It's all over the Word of God. You can do it wrong, just like you can do a lot of other stuff wrong. But people will reject that and say, no, I don't believe that. Well, you're, you're going against the Word of God. And, and look at our society. There's a lot of kids, that they just needed a good spanking when they were growing up. Now they're out in society. You know, they're having problems. They need to be disciplined. That's just one form of, of discipline that works very well when kids are young and they're growing up. That, that is an understanding of God's word. Well, what if, you're under, what if your understanding thinks, that's wrong, I'm never going to do it? Well, that's a gap. And you will not get godly results in those areas. But, again... You're looking at the spectrum. There's all these areas. Financially, as far as what you do with your your money, how you operate, what you do with um, exercising and eating. You want to be led by the Spirit of God? You want to, not some fad diet, not some new get-rich-quick scheme. You want to know what the Bible says. And all this is 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 a, is a uh, process? That filter becoming green, or your your chart becoming more and more green, doesn't happen tomorrow. And sometimes, you know, somebody will get a hold of a truth, and they think this is it, this is going to solve all my problems, and I'm going to change everything in my life tomorrow. They get a whole, and I, you know, I'm going to go after this, and I see this truth in God's word, and it goes off like a flash. So now I'm going to look at everything everybody says about this area, because, oh my gosh, I see something. Now I got to get all this, and this is, everything in my life is going to change, Now, I'm not saying, it is good to have a hunger for God's Word. It is good to go after God's Word and to be hungry for Him. Be careful about going over what people say about God's Word. It can can help you understand what God's Word's saying, but be careful of philosophies that are based, they just quote a scripture, but then they basically say a man's ideas. And if you start getting a bunch of ideas in your head about some topic and go with that, you easily, number one, you could start getting confused. Well, I thought the Bible said this, but this person says this about it, and this person says this, and this person says this. And now, see, so you're trying to, we're talking about renewing our mind. Renewing your mind to what? To what the Word says. And so that is a, a process. Let's look at Deuteronomy 7.22. I want you to see this concept. Deuteronomy 7.22 says, And the Lord your God, talking about the, the Israelites, talking about in the promised land. Now listen to this. And set some context here. God promised the Israelites this, this land. They, they wouldn't take it. People the, the first generation said, we can't do it. We can't do what God has told us to do. Can't do it. They're too big. The giants are too big. Can't do it. So they didn't have it they died in the wilderness. Joshua and Caleb, who believed, they came in. So, they didn't believe, they didn't have, even though it was God's will for them to have it. God said, them this to you, they said, no, no, they're too big, we can't do it. Well, they didn't have it. So then, you know, the generation afterwards, they're going to come in to the promised land. The Lord It says, Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. These nations that are there said, will drive out those nations before you little by little. You will be unable to destroy them at once, lest the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. So now they're going to come in, but notice what it said. I'm going to drive out the nations before you little by little. You will be unable to destroy them at once lest the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. Now, in our way of thinking, we say, just get her done. Let's just wipe it clean, and we're here. (laughs) Right? That's how we want it most of the time in our lives. Look at in the CEV. The Lord your God will drive out these nations before you bit by bit. You won't be able to finish them all off quickly, otherwise the wild animals will become too much for you to handle. Let's look at a uh, referring to the same thing. Another portion of scripture, Exodus twenty three twenty seven. Says, "I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come, and will make." all your enemies turn their backs to you. I will send hornets before you, which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, the Hittite before you. I will not drive them out before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. Now that is not the way most of us want Change in our lives. Is that true? You want it tomorrow. Yesterday would be better. And then when you get a new revelation from God's word, you're like, boom, there there it is. All right. Never going to have an issue with this area again. I'm going for, I see. And okay, God's word's true. We're not diminishing the truth of God's Word. Was this God's promise for them? Why didn't He just... Everybody's gone. New vegetation. I mean, everything was just there. The houses... The reason they had to take it little by little is they weren't at the point where they could deal with all that land and deal with the maintenance of everything. They weren't strong enough. So if it has had the whole land, it's going to get overtaken. Now they got more work to do. And so with us, we got to be led by God in walking these things out. God knows where you're at. He knows where I'm at. He knows what you can handle. What you can change, the right path for you. He knows where you've come from. Maybe something that worked for somebody else is not gonna work for you quite the same. Don't we just want somebody to tell us how to change everything and just follow the process and it'll work 100% of the time? You know, I come from an engineering background. I like things that are repeatable. In fact, if you're dealing with a project, and you're dealing with an issue and it's not repeatable, uh, it's half the battle to find, to find a way to repeat the thing over and over. If you can get it repeatable, you're halfway there, more than halfway. Because now you can observe what needs to change to fix it. Here's the deal, everybody's different. So you're going to take some bound care, uh, not against people writing books, uh, and given, sharing information, of course, you got to be careful when you look at how somebody got some result in their life because that worked for them. There's application there probably for you, but you're not the same human being. You don't have the same background. You don't have the same pressures. You don't have the same um, training. You didn't have the same challenges. And so if you think you're going to take somebody else's method exactly, that's going to be difficult. God, on the other hand, knows exactly where we are, where we need to go. He obviously, he's the author of the word. He knows what his word says. He knows how it applies to you. He knows what you can see and what you don't see. In other words, that chart we're talking about earlier, he knows precisely what it looks like. Even areas you're not even conscious of, he knows where you're at. Not where you think you're at. Not what you tell people you're at. Where you're actually at. You know, so many times we hear preaching on the word of God, thank God for it. We hear what somebody else did and how they believed something and they got it the next day. You know, they took their pack of cigarettes and they put them somewhere and they didn't ever deal with them for weeks and they're done. Okay, praise God. Doesn't work that way for everybody. Doesn't mean you can't have similar results. It means... How is God leading you? See, that brings it to, into our life that we need to be able to walk the Word of God out, look at what the Word says, and walk it out step by step. It, it's so much easier just to say, well, this, this is the way I do it, and and I, I don't have to think about it. I'm just going to take this process and do it. But in line with that, it also is... It is so tempting to try to do it to try to walk in things beyond our understanding to walk in things too quickly we get a truth we see a truth and we 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 are tempted to drop everything where we're at in different areas and try to center up on that one truth and change everything all at once. It's tempting, I mean, people do this all the time, and let's see, what we're in March, so the the wave of, of, of change from January, you know, the gyms are probably a lot more thinned out right now. The diet programs probably have changed, you know, subscriptions have fallen off, all that stuff. We see it in that. People go, I'm going to change everything in this area. I'm going to, you know, you know, I'm going to budget different. My finances are going to be completely different. I'm going to eat completely different. I'm going to exercise completely different. There's nothing wrong with having a plan. Here's the thing. You've lived a certain way for a long period of time, depending on what it is in different areas. You have habits formed. You have thought processes formed. The challenge is not making a plan on paper. Anybody can do that. The challenge is you actually making the decisions day by day based on what you understand and walking truth out in with your emotions and with challenges and with former habits and with pressure and decision. See, we've all, we're all walking things out at a certain level today. And then to think all of a sudden, things are going to change tomorrow because we got an understanding of truth, what we can end up doing is unseating a whole bunch of things because we try to go too fast, do too much, too fast, get it done tomorrow, not actually listening to the Spirit of God, get a little bit of thinking, it's in letting God, instead of letting Him help us with renewing our mind and ask, actually being led by Him on what do I do next. It's more tempting to say, well, I know what to do next. This person did it this way. We're doing it this way tomorrow and the next day. And this is what we're doing. And you got your plan on paper. Until it varies, you know, three, four days later or a week later, you're picking yourself off the floor and you realize it's not that easy. Anybody know what I'm talking about or not? Wait a minute, you know, anybody can do something for a little bit, a couple days, you put everything else aside and you're just going to focus and you're going to do this. Sure, but life doesn't stop. It just keeps going. So the stuff you're putting off, And the way you've dealt with it for the the past 10 years, it's still there. And now stuff, you know, I mean, good night. You you know, you're doing different areas of exercise. Sure, you can exercise a couple days or you can not eat a certain way for a few days. But over a little bit of time, that stuff starts building up. You actually have to look at stuff different and make some different changes and understanding-wise and decision-wise for it to be permanent, which is what we actually want. You don't want your chart, like we talked about, flickering red and green, you know, looking like Christmas or orange and just f- constantly going back and forth. You want, it would be much better to have everything very almost so slow you can't even see it change. But those parts that are, are red, are they're slowly becoming orange and yellow and green, and it, the, the whole thing is just like a slow morph, slow change over time, and they don't go backwards. They don't, you don't lose ground. You don't look like you're taking ground, but you actually go back. You want to make sure that as you take steps, as you renew your mind to God's Word, Go to Him and say, okay, Lord, how do I, what do I do? What do I do with this? What, what do I change now? What's the next step? Has anybody, I mean, I'm married to this woman for almost 22 years now. She knows, I mean, in the times past. I know, I, I've gotten, I'll read something or I got a hold of something and been like, okay, this is what we're doing. I mean, I wouldn't just zigzag, but I'd be excited about something and tell her and there were numerous times where okay let's let's do this and you know if you're looking at you can say I I should take this bit of a step this is the next step I could do but you're like but I know where I'm going I know what to do so let's change the schedule this way or let's do take this big step when we hear when we get a truth, it's tempting to want to just say, I'm taking the huge step, I can handle it, I'll get to that next place now, and to, to change a bunch of stuff at once. And when, the more, the further we go, we learn, wait a minute, God, what, what would you have me to do now? I see this. What do I change now? I can see this truth. I see it. What, what do I need to change, if anything? What step do I take? And you know, sometimes it's hard on your flesh. I'd say most of the time, all the time, it's hard on your flesh. when You, you want to go at a certain rate, but you see something, you, you're like, well, I can probably do this. And you, you know, your reaction could be like, oh, no, I, can, I can do more. I can do this. I can go further. Well, here's the question. Do you want to maintain the progress that you've made, or do you want to go back and forth? And if we'll follow God, and follow the Spirit of God, and build His Word into us, as He leads us, He'll show you what to change next. And sometimes you're like, no, I can do more than that. Just change this one thing. And do it, until. Yeah. Till what? Until you're ready to do something else. In other words, it gets solid. Yeah. Really really and sometimes you got to hold yourself. You're like, no, I could do more. Well, what, just do this. Do this through everything, all the pressures, all the seasons. Uh, not, it doesn't have to be forever, but I'm saying it gets hardened to where that's part of you. Now you're changing something else. You know, people do this emotionally with like giving. They'll be like, "Oh, you know, they learn about giving, receiving." Well, I'm just going to give all this. Well, be led. You may want to give certain, but just don't get, don't do it emotionally. Let it take a step. Do do this. Do do this certain level, and then start walking in that. Then walk in the next step. Well, I'm going to, you know, I'm at, I'm ex- I am I'm learned I, this exercise is it. I'm doing it seven days a week. Well, I don't recommend doing any, most things seven days a week. I'm going to do it six days a week. And you haven't done it one. How do you know how you're going to feel after three days? You may not be able to get out of bed. Well, I'm doing it. This is the way to do it. Sure, it could be. What if you just did it once? No, oh, we got to go. Wasting enough time. we got to you got to get on it. got to make up time. Well, let me ask you, you do it three times and then don't get on, you know, don't do the exercise for six months, where are you? Versus I did it once for two weeks, then realized, okay, I can do more, and I did it twice for those next two weeks, and then twice another week because I wasn't quite there, and then added three times, and then at six months, I'm doing a steady three times, how much better is that? Well, with thinking, it's the same way. You know, you're renewing your mind to a certain way and just letting that become the way you think. Looking at God's Word, building that in. See, it's tempting then to tackle multiple situations at once. You get the Word of God here, and then, oh, you read this over here, and ooh, that guy, he has a good thing in the devotional today. And you, you can't change three areas of your life all at one time. I mean, maybe you can do some, some good, but it's going to be difficult. What is God leading you to do to renew your mind? But this is the truth. Okay, it's the truth, but what can you walk out? We're not talking about making the bar low. We're talking about lasting results that you don't have to keep backfilling. What's the point of of gaining a bunch of ground if you lose 90% of it and then gain more, but lose 150%. What's the point? It's just activity. But because we'll see the truth of God's Word, we see God could be dealing with you on something. You know, if Satan can't keep you from getting a truth, another plan, another tactic after that is to get you to go too fast or to go whacked out in the implementation they try to keep you, no, that's not true. No, you keep you bound in an area. But when you start to see truth, okay, now push you 100 miles an hour at once to get you to fall apart anyway. You know, you're dealing with something with a relationship with somebody. And you see the truth now. You see how it should be. Be careful how you walk that out with the other person. They may not see exactly where you've seen at this point. And it's tempting to go, well, now this is the what we're going to do. And they don't have the understanding what God's been dealing with you. And now you want to do a 180 degree you know, turnaround in, in your relationship when they're not even quite understanding what you're talking about in the first place. And you've been doing something for five years, it's gonna, it could very much stress your relationship. And so we, we can see truths of God's word. We also need to be led by the Spirit of God in walking things out. And and God is never, I said, He's never going to overtax you and throw a bunch of information at you and say, change it all. Do you understand everybody here, everybody on the planet, we all have a list of stuff we need to do differently that you don't even know about, that I don't even know about. Thank God He doesn't say, all right, you know, Tuesday by 8 a.m., I expect everything checked off. That's somehow we, that's sometimes the way we deal with other people. Okay, I see this, now you got to change. Get it in gear. Dealt with your stuff long enough. I see the truth, now it's time for you to change. That's, thank God he doesn't work with us that way. We should not work with other people that way. But we see something, God, He knows everything we need to change, everything we need to come up in, does not demand you change everything all at once. We're not talking about making place for sin. We ought not do that. But as you're working with stuff anyway, through things, you've messed up in a certain area. Wouldn't it be better to take a step at a time and actually get free than to keep trying to think you're going 100% out and still be bound in 10 years? Sometimes we'll try to do all these things and end up with nothing. And if you destabilize where you're at, so you've been doing certain things, you've been, there are certain thought patterns, there are certain ways of understanding, there are certain ways of uh, behaving, your habits, your schedule. If you try to blow all that up, all at once, you may end up with Nothing after a little bit. You've blown up so many areas that now you're swimming everywhere. And you don't have any kind of stability because you tried to destabilize everything. God won't do that to you. Did you hear me? We want something like this. God is the God of the miraculous. He can help you to get free in an area and free in an area and free in an area. But be careful. Because the enemy knows how people think, too. And he knows that like, people that want to serve God, they want to change. And he can use that against you. Get you in there to where you think, I got it now, and I'm, I'm going to do all these things, and the end of that, after the dust settles in four weeks, is chaos. Worse place than you were. Versus taking a step... And, allowing, and getting that actually settled and taking another step and getting that hardened and taking another step and getting that hardened to where you're not destabilized. God's way, will always, and it's not that it won't challenge you. It's not that it won't grow you. It's just you're not going to go backwards. You go forward and you are actually changing for good. You are going to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, not zigzagging by trying to do all kinds of thoughts changing or actions changing. It is that you are walking with Him. Do you know God has the the exact right way for you to get where He needs you to be right now? He knows the steps, and it's not the same as anybody else. He knows where you're at. And so that's why we have to be honest about where we're at, because he wants to bring you somewhere. If you don't know where you're at and you think you're here, you're going to bite off more. You know, if you go down to the gym and you're going to start working out and start doing a bench press, and you think you can bench 300 pounds and you don't have a spotter, once they bring it down, you could die. You You know, the two guys are on the side. You sure you got this? Oh, yeah, I got this. You know, people do that in life, not, hopefully I don't do that. But they're like, oh man, yeah, I got, I got the God's word. Oh, I heard this sermon, I heard that, and I see the truth of God's word, and they haven't done the 10-pound reps, 20-pound reps, 50-pound reps. We're going right to the 300. Bring it on. I heard these sermons on that. I can handle it. We're going all the way because I'm in faith now, even though 24 hours ago you were in your bed crying. So now I heard something and I'm ready to change everything based on that. We need to renew our mind and we need to know how then to walk it out with God's word because he will never do that to you. He's not going to push you. He's going to help you to take steps so that, hey, you actually can do the 300 pounds if that's you know, where you're going and that's in your area. You can do it and you can do it tomorrow and you can do it next week and you're actually there. Be much better to just do the 50-pound weight than to be dead. <laughs> well, but I tried, and you're dead. Well, we tried to change everything, you know, in, in, in this area, but yeah, but look at it, its chaos after a month. Why, what good is that? Who is the author of confusion? Satan, not God. You know, in in, uh, software, I learned this, There's some people that do software, but, you know, it's tempting when you're looking at a piece of, of software and code, you see certain issues with it, or something that you think could change, oh, it's tempting to start changing stuff just to make everything work the same way or to 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 take a bunch of things that even though they don't actually need to be changed today but you're just thinking I'm gonna change all this stuff we're gonna get it all done now even though the product is actually working in all these areas there's things that don't really need to be changed at this point it's tempting to try to change more and well we're gonna do it better this time It'll it'll all work the problem is you don't realize all the stuff that's gone into the way it's working now and all the problems that have already been solved now. And if you, st- if you would just change one thing a little bit at a time, the whole system remains stable and the product still works the whole time while you're making the changes. But if you try to blow everything up and start over, it may look good for a little bit for this case, but for this case, it doesn't work. This case, it doesn't work. This case, it doesn't work. This case, it doesn't work but you got this bright, shiny, little sunny day situation where it works. That's kind of like our life. When you're, when you're following God's plan, He's going to lead you so that, yet yeah, you got to deal with the realities of life. You can't put everything else aside and go and say, well, I'm just changing this and this is all there is. But everything else is going to go on. It's going to pile up. And when it piles up, it's probably going to force you back into the same state or worse in that area you're, you're working on if you don't do it in a stable fashion. It's the same thing where you you don't realize, wait a minute, I've already settled into this here into this area here, into this area here, and this area here. If I try to change five of those, what's going to be the result? I could end up with not doing any of those things well. What if I just change this one thing and kept the other things the same, because God's dealing with me here. And I'm going to just grow in over here, and then I get that good, and it's like, okay, now deal with this other thing here. And you start dealing with that, but the other stuff remains the same. See, everything's stable, and you're not dropping a bunch of balls everywhere. And then God will bring you up in this other. And when you look at the whole thing over time, you're going up. But you're not crashing all over the place. We renew our minds over time. And God brings us up over time. And if we'll follow His way, always be good. You won't have to pick yourself up off the floor after you tried to do something for the 40th time because you just got frustrated that you weren't further. You let God lead you. You let Him help you with your understanding. You let Him show you the next thing you need to know. You're renewing your mind is going to transform. But that process, that linkage, that mechanics, what does that look like? I, I get something from God. I see the truth. I go to Him. I ask Him, now how does this change? You act on it. What do I need to change? What do I need to do? You act on it. You get that part changed. You go up with Him and you repeat. And over time, He's bringing you up. Things that you didn't even think. You say, how could I ever get this area right? You just follow Him, you follow His Word, and you get there. He's faithful. And He is. He, he knows precisely what it looks like for you. Yeah, but somebody, they changed this in the first week. They were doing here, and, and this, and, and in the second week, they, they did all this progress. And if I don't do that, I, I'm, I'm just not doing it well. Well, would you rather you know, be at a good level in four weeks or try to do what somebody else did and then be back in square one or less in those four weeks because you tried to do it the way they were doing it and you tried, you were pressured by what they were doing. God will never push us where we can't go, what we can't do. He's going to help us to come up step by step and be stable and to to be able to do what He would have for us, little by little, bit by bit. Amen.